How do they cram all that gram? Find out next on Junk Feud. Yeah, welcome to Junk Food, the podcast about junk food, where we rate and review mystery treats to determine which one will be the undisputed champion of snacks. I'm your host, Mike. Alongside me, as always, Alyssa. Dad. Liss. What's E.T. short for? What's E.T. short for? Yeah. Uh, e. He got little eggs. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, total oh, total surprise there. You caught me like right in the middle of my loading cycle. Uh, <laughs> Liz, you know, when I was a kid, I had an ET toothbrush. Oh, I did. I had a 1982 yellow ET toothbrush that I uh, kept at my grandma's house for when I had sleepovers there. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Liz, what? welcome back once again to the world's yeetest podcast. Very mid, giving them the ick hit, and I want to res each and every week. That's right. Snack to School continues. It's our examination of breakfast cereals. It's Snack to School, the cereal bowl. Lissa. What? Do you know what a heel territory is? No. Do you have any idea about those words that I'm saying? Mm, no. Okay, because I'm concerned that junk feud is becoming a heel territory. Bear with me here. Here's a quick primer. Liss, in professional wrestling, you knew this was going to be about that, right? Yeah. Okay, good guys are called baby faces. Bad guys are called heels. That's like part of the secret language of pro wrestling. So bad guy territory, we got it. Yeah, we're a bad guy territory. That's the lingo, it's the jargon. List. do you know what the territories were? What? Okay, so in the good old days of pro wrestling, the entire country, the world really, was split up into different territories, different places that had different wrestling promotions. Uh, and each territory would have its own champion list. Some of the territories, most times usually, would have a babyface or a good guy as the champion. And then other territories, most of the time usually, would have a heel, like a bad guy as the champion. Do you follow? Yeah. So if it was a babyface territory, what would happen was the champion was this good guy that everybody loved, but every so often a new monster heel bad guy would come into the territory and he would challenge the babyface champion and he would pose this like diabolical threat to him. Uh, and then the babyface would have to rise up and overcome the odds to defeat the monster heel. That's a babyface territory. So, listen, in a heel territory, there would be like a young, fiery, upstart babyface that would rise through the ranks or come into the territory, and he would have to chase after the well-established, dastardly heel champion who would usually cheat or use other nefarious means to keep a hold of his title. Do you know what I'm getting at here? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, what does this mean for us, Liz? I think it means that the last two champions we've had on this show with their long title reigns, Sunflower Seeds in particular, and now Cocoa Puffs Minis, are heel champions list. What? What do you think about that? Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that like the long, terrible reign of sunflower seeds over most of the summer was sort of like a downer on the territory and we were building up all these new fiery young baby face upstarts to come in and challenge them and they were like one by one getting slaughtered <laughs> by, by sunflower seeds and now Cocoa Puffs minis? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. 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 What is yeah? Why do you keep saying yeah? 
So in school, our gym teacher at lunch, he walks up to us and um he he always like asks us questions uh-huh. and we always say yeah and then the teacher goes yeah and it's a guy. That's it. That's the whole story. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Liz, what does a heel territory and you saying yeah have to do with snack to school the cereal bowl? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You still don't know. Liz, here's the deal. Growing up, I was a big fan of professional wrestling, obviously. But here's the thing. I wasn't allowed to watch it. Grandma and grandpa said no wrestling in this house. Uh, That was mostly because your uncles and I, when we would watch pro wrestling on TV, would turn into absolute lunatic maniacs. And then we would have pro wrestling matches all around the house and we would break things and hurt each other. So we weren't allowed to watch wrestling. But every Saturday morning, I would sneak downstairs and I would watch WWF Superstars or Wrestling Challenge or whatever other show was on at the time. Sometimes I would watch Glow when I was little gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Does grandma know about this? Yeah, for sure. Oh, she she knew that we watched wrestling. She didn't like it. She didn't approve of it, but she knew that we were sneaking away to watch wrestling. And Liz, in those days when I was watching wrestling, the WWF at that time was a babyface territory. Really? Yeah, for sure. Hulk Hogan was the forever champion. Uh, And like every once in a while, a big nasty heel would come into town to take him on, like the Earthquake, for example, King Kong Bundy, Andre the Giant, of course, most famously. Oh, yes. Yeah, but it wasn't necessarily that programming that we were watching on Saturdays that I loved, List. It was the idea of having a lazy Saturday morning that was full of cartoons and wrestling and, of course, breakfast cereal, obviously. Obviously. And Liz. What? That reminds me of this week's snack. Oh my gosh. Oh oh my gosh. Up next on Junk Feud. (laughs) It's... Golden Grams. Golden Grams. Liz, what are Golden Grams? Small toasted corn and wheat cereal squares that taste like honey and brown sugar. That's it. That's literally it. (laughs) That's it. Thank you. Good night. That's our show. Yeah. They are little tiny graham crackers and you pour milk over them and that's your cereal. It's, again, just like corn pops last week, which was sort of like approximating having a bowl of popcorn with milk for breakfast. This is like having a bowl of graham crackers with milk for breakfast. I love graham crackers. I also love graham crackers, Liz. I'm excited for the day that we finally do a graham crackers episode, because between that and cornflakes, we are going to talk about the food temperance movement, which is insane, Uh, the Kellogg Sanitarium, which is also insane, and uh, the, the reasons that we eat milled grains as breakfast in this country and have for a hundred or so years. Gotcha. Yeah, but today we're talking specifically about sort of like the ne plus ultra, the end state of all of those things, which is how much sugar (laughs) and honey can we possibly pack into a tiny little toasted cereal square and feed it to children as though it's a thing that's good for them in the mornings? Apparently a lot. Yeah, a lot. And list that is Golden Grams. And Golden Grams are produced by a conglomerate called Cereal Partners, Alyssa, which is kind of an interesting thing. Really? Yeah, because on the box, obviously, it says General Mills. And uh, Cereal Partners is a joint venture between General Mills, which promotes Golden Grams in the United States, and also the, uh, the company Nestle, Alyssa, which we mostly know from its chocolate operations. I thought it was Nestle. You thought it was Nestle? Yeah. Nestle is a word, like to nestle, as in to snuggle up to something. Is blouser a word? Blouser? Yeah. Blouser. There was a baseball player named Jeff Blouser. No, but like as a thing. As a thing? Like a shirt. A blouse is a shirt. Like a woman's shirt is a blouse. I feel like there's a blouse. I mean, I guess there are men's blouses too. 
A blouser? A blouser. Is that like someone who makes shirts? Blouses? Blah. No, it's like, what is that? Oh, blouser, like to, to con somebody. Is that to kill? Like to bilk them. No, to like uh, convince them that you should take their money, like a confidence game. Huh. Yeah, interesting. I've never heard that usage of it before. Like at the casinos? Well, I mean, if you're running cons at the casinos, you are... <laughs> Illegally doing that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Definitely very gutsy, if nothing else. <laughs> no, Liz, the word is Nestle. There's a, there's an accent over one of the E's, which does Nestle. not translate into our into our notes here. But yeah, Nestle uh, and General Mills together formed Cereal Partners, which is a company headquartered in Switzerland. And they represent like quite a few popular breakfast cereals around the world, like Cheerios and Shredded Wheat and also Lissa Tricks. Tricks. Yeah, and they are now, and they have been since they debuted in 1976, a refreshingly simple cereal, Golden Grams. There are like just a few ingredients. They are moderately okay for you for what they are. And even the name, Alyssa, is as literal as it gets. These are, in fact, Golden Grams. Grams. Yeah, yeah, you can look at them and see what you say. It's like that Family Guy cartoon uh, joke about Randy Newman who did the songs for like Toy Story and Pixar movies and such. And they just said, there's Randy Newman. He sings what he sees. You didn't see that, did you? No. Okay. Liz, what else was going on in 1976? <gasps> 10, 9, 8, 76ers. <laughs> okay. One, two, three, four, five, sixers. Liz. What? What was going on in 1976 besides oh my the, gosh, the Philadelphia 76ers? The first supercomputer, the Cray One was deployed at Los Am Alamos. Hey, uh, you go to school, right? Yeah. Do they teach you to read there? Yeah. <laughs> then what are you doing? I'm doing commas. <laughs> There's no comma. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Let's try the next one. See if you can read that just like, you know, like a normal human person the would. The Toronto Blue Jays played their first inaugural season. Very good. Inaugural? Inaugural. Inaugural season. Steve Jobs? And Wozniak formed Apple Computers. Yeah, the two Steves, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. Frampton. 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 Peter Frampton, famed uh, <laughs> singer and guitarist Peter Frampton. Frampton comes alive, hit number one on the Billboard charts. <laughs> That's right. The Ramonos released. The who? <laughs> the Ramonos? The, the Ramones? The Ramones, dear. The Ramones. You're sure you can read, right? The Ramones uh -huh. released their first album. Reggie Leach won the Con Smith Trophy despite the Flyers losing the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh -huh. The ABA and NBA merged. Uh huh. What's the ABA? It was the American Basketball Association. The U.S. celebrated its bicentennial. <laughs> bicentennial. <laughs> Bicentennial. Quick, what's a bicentennial? I don't know. And we got those cool <laughs> quarters. <laughs> yeah, that's 100% true. Family Feud debuted on ABC. The son of Sam Killer terrorized New York City. No shout out for the son of Sam Killer. He sucked. Uh, Richard Dawkins invented the meme. Richard Dawkins, is that like Dawkins High School? Well, I don't know. What's Dawkins High School? Wait, what's the high school in... Stranger Things. Well, that's Hawkins High School, Hawkins. darling. Named after the town of Hawkins. Oh. 
Reggie Jackson joined the Yankees. Yeah, Junk Feud alum Reggie Jackson, who we talked about on our Sunflower Seeds episode, speaking of heel champions. Freddie Prince Jr. was born. That's right. Shout out to Freddie Prince Jr. J. Paul Getty died. J. Paul Getty. That's right. Listen, uh, when I was a kid, I used to watch Batman, the 1966 Batman show with Adam West and Burt Ward. And my favorite episode was one called The Sandman Cometh and then the follow on The Catwoman Goeth. And it starred Michael Rennie as the Sandman, Dr. Somnambula, who would put people to sleep. And he was trying to uh, blouse, as it were, Alyssa, to bilk, to con an old widow out of all of her money. And she was a parody of John Paul Getty, J. Paul Getty, and her name was J. Pauline Spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, that was great. J. Pauline Spaghetti. Love it. Uh, List, there were a few music notes in there in 1976. Yeah, here's one more. Golden Grams had a jingle, Alyssa, when it debuted. What was it, Dad? Well, uh, it was called Oh Those Golden Grams. The lyrics were printed on the back of the box, uh, and it was sung to the tune of an old song called Oh Dem Golden Slippers, which was written by a guy named James Bland in 1879, Alyssa. That's right, 1879. Wow. It is also the unofficial theme song of the Philadelphia Mummers Parade. Alyssa, do you know what the Mummers are? No. You've never seen the Mummers Parade on New Year's? No. Okay, so in Philadelphia, there are these guys called Mummers, and they dress up in like these really wild costumes, and they play the banjo, and they strut up and down the street playing the banjo like a string band. What's a banjo? A banjo is a musical instrument, a uniquely American musical instrument. It looks like a guitar, but it's round, and it has sort of like a twangy, jingly sound to it. A bango? No, not a bango, a banjo (laughs) with a J. Oh. Uh-huh. Those, those are those are bongos. That's a banjo. Oh. Yeah, while you're doing that, you should probably look up a picture of a mummer. Jason Kelsey very famously dressed as a mummer at the Eagles championship parade after did they won the hear, Super Bowl. Did you hear Travis Kelsey and like Taylor Swift are dating? I definitely did not hear that, no. Why would I hear that? Wait, mummer? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the mummer spray. Look <gasps> at those guys. They look like... Power Rangers with they, feathers. They look like feathered Power Rangers. That's I don't think anyone has ever said that in the history of the world before. Good for you. Wait, like we were talking about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift in art class yesterday. Really? But apparently they're dating. Uh-huh. I think it's all 100% true. Fox News. Fox News rumors. That's where you get why your would anyone uh, information else, from. Why would anyone date Taylor Swift? Probably because if she breaks up with you. She'll write a song. I mean, that is kind of an attractive thing to be able to know that you will be immortalized in popular song forever if you sacrifice a little bit of time to date Taylor Swift. Yeah. But what if they get married one day? Oh, well, if they get married, then maybe they'll have more songs written about them. People write songs about their uh, husbands and wives all the time. You know, it's funny. Chase and I were listening to Lady Gaga songs in the car yesterday. Bad romance. For whatever reason, your eight-year-old brother really likes Lady Gaga, and he only knows Bad Romance, but we were trying to- he knows um, Always Remember Us This Way. Oh, I have no idea what that one is. maybe that's not Lady Gaga. Well, eventually, Liz, we settled on a Lady Gaga cover of an Elton John song called Your Song. So we were talking about how our song is a slamming screen door. It is Lady Gaga. This but, song, uh, this is the one that made him emotional. Is that the one that's in the the movie? The movie this that the she's one? in with Bradley Cooper? Oh, that's yeah. That's a remake? Yeah. That one? But it makes Chase cry. It's really funny. Oh, well, he's a very sensitive boy. He goes, this song makes very emotional. Good for him. It's nice to be in touch with your feelings, especially for music. Speaking of which, when we were listening to that uh, Lady Gaga singing that Elton John song, I got 
uh, I physically got goosebumps, even though I was not like uh, trying to do that. I, apparently, I have that weird thing where music can uh, give you goosebumps. Oh. It's a genetic disorder. <laughs> Liz, we were talking about the Golden Grams jingle and how it's a play on Odom Golden Slippers from 1879, but it's probably best known because in an episode of The Simpsons, Alyssa, Homer Simpson sings it to himself as a soothing mechanism while he's upside down being blasted into space on a rocket in yesterday, the very famous episode Homer in Space. Have you ever seen Homer in Space? No, but yesterday Chase put a picture of Homer with his butt out on the TV. All right, well, that's pretty funny. No, it wasn't. And then when mom walked in, she goes, Chase Michael, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I think it's funny. Liz, uh, Homer Simpson has sort of become an unofficial mascot for Golden Grams because of that. Liz, there's- I thought he did Krispy Kreme. You thought Homer did Krispy Kreme? He does love donuts. I don't think he specifically likes Krispy Kreme donuts. I'm not he sure. Should. He's definitely a spokesperson, a, a spokesperson, a spokestune, a mascot for Butterfinger, which we're going to talk about at some point. But Liz, there has only been, as far as I can tell, one real official mascot for Golden Grams, and it wasn't very good. It was an animated cartoon drop of honey. Yeah, it was kind of weird, right? I, you're making a face, which people can't see because this is radio. That's but weird. It is weird. It looked like, I mean, if you're, if you're advertising for food. You probably don't want a little yellow drop of liquid being an advertisement for your food. Because I looked at it and I thought, why is there a pea droplet on the screen? <laughs> <laughs> now, I know that it's honey, obviously, because it's Golden Grams and they're uh, a honey flavored cereal. But, you know, it looked like pea. It did. <gasps> Dad. <gasps> Liz. We should see Barbie tonight when you get home instead we of going home goods. <laughs> I don't think we're going to have time to see Barbie tonight. Why did uh, a drop of pee make you think of Barbie? I don't know. I don't know either. They all connect in so many ways. I guess. Here's another connection, Liz. Andre Agassi was in a commercial for Golden Grams once. He was not an official mascot. Who's that? Andre Agassi, a very famous tennis player, Alyssa, uh, in the late 80s and early 90s. Player, Serena Williams. That's right. What about Venus Williams, her Who's sister? That? Serena Williams's sister. She's a sister? Yeah. They're both really, really good world champions. Andre Agassi won at one point in time the best uh, best tennis player in the world. I don't think he counts as a mascot list, but he was practically a cartoon character uh, around the time he started in this commercial. He had like big, pokey, floppy, flippy hair. He had like a mullet, but also there's, spiky hair and he wore headbands. He was amazing. There's this girl and she looks like a cartoon character. <laughs> okay. Just one? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, but like it's scary. It's scary that she looks like a cartoon character. What kind of a cartoon character? Like, hold on, you'll see. It, she, this one. Look. Oh yeah, it looks like she got like a bunch of uh, surgeries to try to look like a Bratz doll. Yes. Mm, that's unattractive. Liz. <laughs> what? We were talking about memorable advertisements for Golden Grams. Andre Agassi, the drop of pee. Homer Simpson, unofficially. <laughs> Barbie. <laughs> there were a few good ones over the year. The campaign that I remember most from the mid '90s was based around a simple question. And the question was this, Alyssa, how do they cram all that gram into golden grams? And it was like, a, it was usually like a kid, like a cool teenager. We talked about cool teens before. Oh, yeah. It was like a cool teenager asking like, these are just little squares of cereal, but they have such a big taste to them. How do they cram all that gram flavor into this little square? And usually the kid would start daydreaming about how General Mills could pack such a big honey gram taste into the tiny squares. And sometimes it was like, there would be these two animated sumo wrestlers and one would be holding a box of golden grams and the other one graham crackers and they would smash into each other and squish the graham flavor in I there. I always wanted to be one of those blow up sumo wrestlers for Halloween. Oh, well, I mean, Halloween's coming up. You have a chance, don't you? I'm being a Dalmatian. A Dalmatian. 
Yeah. Adorable. And then Vivian and Brooke are going to do a firefighter. But then I was thinking. Okay. Shout out to what, Vivian and Brooke, What by if the way. they were both Cruella DeVille? And you were a Dalmatian? Yeah. Well, you couldn't be seen together, could you? Well, she kidnaps them. Yeah, but she doesn't like keep them around. She yeah, kidnaps exactly. them to slaughter them for their skin. Exactly. So when we're spread apart on Halloween, like when we're all not together. Yeah, like every time you saw them, you'd have to run away. Yeah. I think it's a little too late for that, isn't it? No. It's no. literally not even October yet. I mean, it is. <laughs> no, it's not yet. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> you were close though. Liz, uh, also sometimes there would be like a giant robot and he was smashing graham crackers between his metal palms and uh, that was how they were cramming all that graham into golden grams. Anyway, the kid was cool, so that's all that mattered. It was another one of those cool cereal kids. Liz. What? My favorite Golden Grams commercial, by far, however, was the commercial that touted that the honey and graham flavors together were happy. Have you seen this one? No. All right. Well, it was sung to the tune of a hit song from 1967, Happy Together, which also topped the Billboard charts. You want to know the best song ever? What's that? Friday by Rebecca Black. You and Jim, friend of the show Jim, are the only people in the world that think that, probably. Shout out to Jim. No, I know the entire first verse. That's good. We're not going <laughs> to sing it on the show at all. Uh, we are going to talk about, however, Happy Together List, because, of course, just like Golden Grams rewrote Odem Golden Slippers into Odem Golden Grams, they rewrote Happy Together, and the lyrics were about cereal. And, uh, Liz, it was not good. I mean, I love the commercial because I like that song. And I think that was probably the first time I had ever heard it was on that Golden Grams commercial. And they were like, you know, honey and Graham together for breakfast. So happy together. Like like something really dumb like that. It didn't rhyme. It was off meter. It was very bad. But Liz, what? even though I love that commercial, it was very good. That was not even the best use of that song that year. Oh my gosh. Because there was a hit movie. Well, a hit in my head. A hit movie, Ernest Goes to Camp, Alyssa, that came out in 1987. <laughs> yeah, and they used that song in a montage where there were turtles parachuting down from the sky onto the villains of the movie and like biting their noses. Oh, God. Do you know why that song was used in that scene? Why? Because the singers of Happy Together, the band that plays Happy Together, were the Turtles. Wait, what's the band called? The Turtles. Oh. Yeah. Wait, I can't find it. It put me down here. I don't know what you're doing. Looking for where we're at, but I can't find it. Okay, there we go. Gotcha. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> Liz. What? There are a lot of retro or nostalgic memories associated with Golden Grams. A fair bit of nostalgia, not just for me, but for general consumers as well. And uh, because of this, Alyssa, in 2020, Golden Grams cereal was re-released. It never went anywhere, but it was re-released again by General Mills with what they called a retro recipe that included real honey. Now, Liz, why would they have to say that they included real honey in the re-release of the retro recipe of Golden Grahams, a honey-based cereal? Because people probably thought they didn't put it in. Yeah, and in fact, that's true, because uh, right around 2012, as a cost-cutting measure, they stopped putting real honey in Golden Grahams. Can you believe oh that? Oh my goodness, you fake advertisers. <laughs> goodness. Well, here's the funny thing. The retro recipe is not actually a retro recipe. It's not the same as the original recipe. It's not the same as the recipe that most consumers remember from the 80s and 90s, uh, mostly because those versions had a lot more sugar. Remember, we've seen that trend of cereals reducing their sugar. 
Mm. Yeah, but it was still an attempt to play up on that nostalgia. And list the box even has an 80s style font on it touting the return of honey to the affair, which is incredibly odd because there was still honey in the cereal as late as 2012. So it wasn't just like an 80s thing. Yeah. Yeah, but at least they tried something. Now, Liz. What? Uh, one of our favorite websites, Serial... I can never say Seriously? this on the first time. Serialistly.net and then also The Retroist both tried both the retro and contemporary recipes for Golden Graham side by side. Uh, and for the most part, they said they really couldn't detect much of a difference. So there's well, that. I would think so. Liz, do you know uh, what I could detect? What? I have a very vivid memory of eating my first handful of Golden Grahams. What was it? Well, here it was. I was very young. We were visiting my Aunt Mary and Uncle Charlie. They lived in an old house in Haddonfield. Uh, for spooky season next month, Alyssa, Haddonfield, where Michael Myers is from. That's freaky. Absolutely. So they had this really cool old house. My cousin Ashley had this big bed that had a dollhouse built into the headboard of the bed. That was awesome. Shout out to Ashley. Uh, if only we were that bougie. I know. That was a super bougie thing. I thought that was like, speaking of the height of luxury list, they had this awesome kitchen. It had a trash compactor in it. Wow. Yeah. I th That was like super fancy. They had a fridge that had ice and water in the door, which at that age, I thought meant that you were like- you know, rich. on lifestyles of the rich and famous. Absolutely. I still kind of feel that way, actually. I was super jazzed when we got our first fridge with uh, water in the door. That fridge was so old. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, big expensive appliances like refrigerators and hopefully so last a long short, time. You had to hold your finger there yourself and then do it. Oh, well, that was the one of the weird ones where the water was inside the fridge. The water dispenser was inside the fridge. I guess it was nice because it kept the water cold but also like you had to stand there with the door to the fridge open letting all the cold air out so i didn't really like that very much yeah so anyway here's the story it's the end of the night our visit with them for that day is over we're getting ready to leave my cousins come into the kitchen and they ask for a bowl of cereal and they kept all their cereal in like a sliding drawer so when they opened it up i could see the different boxes that they had in there and list they had that bright yellow box of golden grams which not only had I never had before at that point, but I had never even seen actually in person. I had only ever seen the commercials. Wow. Yeah, it was one of those cereals that we never had in the house. Like, grandma never bought it. It never went on sale, so we never bought it. But uh, there it was, Liz, and I begged and I pleaded to have a bowl of my own, but it was time to go, so grandma and grandpa were not going to let me just sit there and eat a bowl of cereal at the kitchen table. So we're like, we're on our way out the door. I am on my knees begging. And I think my Aunt Mary must have like taken pity on me or something because she came out with a little Ziploc bag. Again, less Ziploc bag, height of luxury. We only ever had those little flimsy plastic sandwich bags that you had to fold the edge over. They didn't have the zipper sealer. Ziploc bags were super fancy back the then. The what? There were these, you know how Ziploc bags have the little zipper at the top that you close it with? You open yeah. and close it with? Well, there are other plastic sandwich bags that don't have a seal at the top. They just have like a little folded piece of plastic and then you flip it over and that's how you close the bag. Okay. Yeah. So we never had we, we never had Ziploc bags when I was a kid. We had those fold over ones, but Aunt Mary had Ziploc bags and she put golden grams in a Ziploc bag uh, and I sat in my car seat and ate golden grams on the ride home to our house, Alyssa. How and, was it? Oh, it was bliss. Absolutely. Bliss? Absolute bliss. Liz, speaking of bliss, here's something I realized while I was writing these notes that you have never experienced. What? I've alluded to it before, even in the open today, specifically again on the Fruity Pebbles episode. Liz, waking up early on a Saturday morning, wandering downstairs, pouring yourself a big bowl of sugar cereal, and plopping in front of the TV to watch live in real time with commercials Saturday morning cartoons. 
That sounds great. It does sound great because it was great. It was like the pinnacle of childhood. I cannot stress enough what a monocultural thing this was. Everybody did it. Every child on every Saturday morning was sitting in front of the television watching cartoons. (laughs) It was a cultural touchstone. I mean, we're going to do an entire episode on Saturday morning cartoons at some point in the future, probably if I had to guess on another serial episode. But today, Liz, I want to talk about something that we discussed in the opening, and that's Saturday morning wrestling programming. Yes. Who's your favorite wrestler again? You've told me before. Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair. Shout out to Bianca. Yeah, I think she's on a hiatus right now. She's taking a little break. Well, obviously, it used to be Becky, or not Becky. Well, it was definitely Becky for a while. What's her name? Bailey. Bailey. Like, but then she's all emo and depressed now. Yeah, she's emo heel, furry. Heel mom Bailey. Liz. That's to be Karen cut. <laughs> I love that that's the only thing that you uh, know about her now is her haircut. Liz, uh, a lot of wrestling fans today, younger ones in particular, only know like primetime television wrestling. They know like Monday Night Raw or Friday Night Smackdown or maybe one of the all elite wrestling shows possibly if they're old enough, some old WCW like Nitro or Thunder. But unless they're a certain age, they either don't know or don't remember shows like Superstars or Wrestling Challenge that were on on Saturdays in syndication. List, you have watched some wrestling programming. Yeah. You know what the shows are like. Yeah. There's a lot of big stars. They wrestle big matches against each other. The stories progress. There's high drama. It's real television, that kind of thing. Yeah. Saturday morning wrestling, Alyssa, was not that at all. Uh, it was time filler mostly. There were recaps of some ongoing storylines, sure, but mostly you were watching squash matches. Do you know what a squash match is? Uh-uh. Okay. So you know those big star wrestlers that you like? Yeah. Well, uh, those are the draws. Those are the ones that people want to see. Uh, but usually it's one of those stars taking on what's called a local talent or in the lingo, a jobber, Alyssa. Uh-huh. And a jobber is someone who gets in no offense whatsoever, is just there to get like squashed into the mat by the established talent. So these matches are never terribly dramatic because the outcome is never in question, but they sure were fun because you got to see all of your favorite stars doing all of their big moves and posing to their music. It was like a blast. Mm, and Liss, every now and then, you would actually see someone that was really famous, like once in a while, every sixth or eighth show or something, you would see... Hulk Hogan or the Macho Man or the Ultimate Warrior, and it would feel like you were winning the lottery. Who did you see? Oh, I saw all those guys. I mean, usually around the time that I was watching it, which would have been the early 90s, the new generation, you'd see guys like Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, the British Bulldog, Papa Shango, (laughs) eventually we saw a lot, Mr. Perfect, the model Rick Martel, all these guys. Yeah, they were great. Uh, the shows were about an hour long, Alyssa. And in my recollection, that hour just absolutely flew by. I would be devastated when that closing Chiron would come up on the screen and I could see that the show was over. And I knew that I would have to wait another entire week just to see wrestling programming again. I still remember this, the opening disclaimer that would play that signaled that it was time for wrestling. Do you know what they would say at the beginning of every show? What? The following program contains performances by highly trained professional athletes. It is not recommended that their actions be imitated in any form whatsoever in the home. Uh, And of course, that was them saying like, hey, don't try this at home. It's dangerous. These guys are professionals. But then, of course, we did not listen. And we would have wrestling matches on grandma and grandpa's king size bed. (laughs) And one time, Uncle Matt and I were wrestling on the bed when we were probably too big to be doing that. And we slammed down so hard on that bed that we broke one of the floorboards underneath the bed. What did grandma say about that? She was pissed. 
ballistic <laughs> bonkers. She was so angry about that. We had to get a floorboard replaced. It didn't match. It was, I mean, it was lucky because it was underneath the bed, Did which had a rug on top of it. Yeah, Grandpa was not happy either. They were very, very upset with us because they had told us so many times not to wrestle in the house and we kept doing it and we kept breaking things. Oh, God. But- is that the worst thing you broke? Uh, no, Grandpa painted this really, really nice mural on oh. my bedroom wall of uh, Superman and Batman and Robin breaking through the wall. And one time, Uncle Matt and I were wrestling on the bed, and I threw him through the wall and smashed the mural. Was Uncle Matt crying? No, like he didn't get hurt. He just, his back went through the drywall. <laughs> we thought it was kind of, I mean, we were we were both legitimately upset about the mural because it was really nice. Grandpa did a great job on it, but... Uh, I mean, it was funny. Did he repaint it? We eventually just painted over the wall before we sold the house, yeah. I mean, we didn't repaint the mural. He did paint a really nice Spider-Man one on the wall in our playroom, too, actually. Did that break? No, that didn't break, but uh, I do have the children's Spider-Man storybook in Chase's room right now that he copied the, the, the painting from, which is really cool, actually. I'll show it to you right after this. I gotta say, Liz, those types of Saturday mornings, uh, by far my favorite part of the week. Yeah, and now it's time for my favorite part of this show. Alyssa reads the ingredients. Alyssa reads the ingredients. Alyssa, what's in Golden Grams? It's a lot of stuff. Well, kind of. I mean, like half of it is added vitamins and minerals for fortification. Whole grain wheat, cornmeal, sugar, brown brown sugar syrup, Uh canola and or sunflower, sunflower oil, honey, baking soda, salt, dextrose, trisodium phosphate natural flavor vitamins and minerals calcium carbonate vitamin c sodium asorbate iron and zinc mineral nutrients a b vitamin niacinamide Uh vitamin b6 pyridoxin hydrochloride vitamin b1 thiamine mononitrate Vitamin A, polymate, vitamin B2, <gasps> reboflavin. No, we just went over this the last show. It's not reboflavin. How's it pronounced? You made the girls say it. We Rib- laughed. Riboflavin. Riboflavin. A, B, vitamin, folic acid, vitamin B12, vitamin D3. Yeah, so there's actually like a lot of good stuff in this. I mean, the first two ingredients being whole grains is good. The next two being sugar is not great. But then there's honey. Uh, and then there's a whole bunch of vitamins and minerals. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Are you ready to try it out? Yeah. Well, then let's get to the rules of the game list. Junk Feud is a culinary clash to see which treat will be crowned the undisputed champion of snacks. It's a King of the Mountain style battle in which the reigning champ takes on a new challenger each week to see which snack reigns supreme. And Alyssa. Dad. The reigning defending undisputed champion of snacks is. No, it's Raybo Flavin. No, it's Ribo Flavin. It's Raybo. Do we have to do it again? Riboflavin. Riboflavin. <laughs> Riboflavin. <laughs> we just did this on the last episode. Riboflavin. Liz, who's the reigning defending undisputed champion of snacks? Cocoa Puff Minis. I'm Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa Puffs Minis. We're still Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Liz, Corn Pops had a pretty good showing last week. They were actually yeah. better than I remember them I being. I wish we tried Kicks, though. Well, we're going to try Kicks, just not this, this week. Year. Maybe not this year. I don't know when. I have to check the calendar. It may be for Snack to School next year. I don't know. Liz, what? Uh, corn pops, 15 grams of sugar per serving. That probably helped a little bit, huh? Yeah, it was a lot. Well, we'll see what this week's challenger has in terms of grams of sugar per serving that helps me actually like these cereals because today we're trying golden grams, Alyssa. Yeah. 
That's it. There are no additional challengers. One-on-one, mano-a-mano. It's crunch time. Crunch time. We rate our snacks using a tier list from Sprinkles to Fun Dip. Sprinkles to Fun Dip. So snacks can be graded A, B, C, D, or F with the very best treats earning the elusive S tier ranking. The following contest is scheduled for one serving. One serving. And is for the undisputed championship of junk food. Liz. Yes. Here's the box. the box. Liz, I got to say, I should state this up front in the interest of full disclosure. I think Golden Grams is my favorite breakfast cereal currently. So uh, if there's any cereal that's going to do it for me, it might be this one. We're going to have to see. It's a good box, isn't it? Yeah. Just like Corn Pops, bright yellow, big emblazoned font stating exactly what it is right on the front. These are, in fact, Golden Grams, pictures of the Golden Grams enlarged to show detail. Bigger than my thumb. Yeah. So uh, it does say retro recipe right on the front made with real honey. Let's pop it open. I did because, well, spoiler alert, we had to make the thing, right? Yeah. Nice. How's the back of the box look? It's got a uh, woman in spandex. (laughs) It says, remember the 80s on the back of the box. And there's uh, parachute pants, a a keytar, VHS tapes, headband, your favorite hair metal band. Yeah. There's an arcade machine. So it's just like pictures of a lot of things and says, remember this stuff. So it's very much like South Park member berries there. Yes. Hey, you remember uh, the 80s? Yeah, that was awesome. That was Chris Farley. I do a good Chris Farley, huh? They smell like the box. They, what? Oh, so you get it. So shake it up a little bit so you get a waft. Oh, you have to like shake it, shake it towards your face. The box. They smell like the box. They smell like cardboard. So take, well, here. We're going to try them dry. So let's pour them into a little bit of a bowl here and we'll see how that goes. Okay. Thank you. Oh, I just ate it. Yeah, you did. So, Liz, they smell like, they smell like graham crackers. They smell like exceptionally sweet graham crackers. And if I'm being honest, Liz, and I don't know any other way to be, The texture of a golden graham is superior to the texture of a graham cracker. A graham cracker is a little spongy. It's a little crumbly. It's a little soft. It it sogs immediately when in contact with any moisture. You know what this does? What? It leaves like a kind of chemically taste in the back of my mouth. Chemically taste in the back of your mouth. That's not good. What it does for me, Liz, is seeing these ridges on one side and uh, sort of a flat structure on the other side, the squares gently curved. They are glazed, absolutely glazed with that brown sugar syrup and honey. There's a good crunch to them. They do just taste like graham crackers, bud. Do they leave a weird taste? I'm not getting a weird taste from these. Like an aftertaste, nothing chemically. It's a good snacking cereal. It could be. You were just drinking a half gallon of pink lemonade. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I think they're good. These are these are a great dry cereal because they're like, you know, when we like little crunchy salt snacks like chips and things. Yeah. These are like crunchy sugar, which is equally as good, I think, in the right situation. Yeah, very good. Cleanse my palate. Very good. You don't get the like, even though this is a mix of corn and wheat, you don't get that sort of corny forward flavor that you get from other corn based cereals. So I like that. All right, in honor of Gabe from Cereal Time, let's hit it with some milk and see how it tastes. Oops. 
Hey, I did it without spilling. <laughs> you almost didn't. So I bumped my leg into your hand. Yeah, shout out to me. You have a stain on your pants. Riz. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> right, you so- actually do. <laughs> Oh, I did spill some. I dripped some milk on my pants. Listen, uh, immediately, I do recall when I was younger that Golden Grahams got pretty soggy pretty fast in milk, but these seem to have such a substantial, sh- substantial, substantial sugar coating on the outside that just like powdered toast, they stay crunchy even in milk. These just taste like um, naked cinnamon toast crunch. Naked cinnamon toast crunch? Mm-hmm. So that is an interesting comparison because Cinnamon Toast Crunch is a rice and wheat toasted square, but with obviously the cinna dust on it. So this is a corn and wheat toasted square, but with a honey brown sugar flavor. Cinnamon Toast Crunch has that cinnamon sugar flavor. So I could see how you might get that. If this, oh, so here's the thing. If you're saying this is comparable to a naked Cinnamon Toast Crunch, If you were going to use a graham cracker as a base for Cinnamon Toast Crunch, you will get what I thought was perhaps the finest cereal of all of last year, Cinnagram Toast Crunch, Alyssa. Do you remember that? It was fine. I liked it a lot. I thought that was fantastic. Hard to come by now, but yeah, very, very good. So again, this stuff, just like Corn Pops, exceedingly simple in execution, trying to do one thing and do it well. Corn Pops are sweet, crunchy popcorn. These are toasted grams with the taste of honey. And this is such a pleasant eating experience because they are crispy. They are crunchy. They are better in milk, I think, than dry. Liz, would you say so? Oh, yeah. This is such a fine cereal. I can see what you were saying about the aftertaste. I do get like a bit of a coating in my mouth, I think probably from the honey and brown sugar syrup. Remember those beads? But these are delightful. Those like really tiny beads and you used to melt them together. Yeah. That's what it, like if you licked one of those. What? That's what it tastes like, the aftertaste. Why would I be licking plastic craft beads? When were you licking plastic craft beads? I remember. It's a very fine memory. It was when Grammy had- You have a fond memory of licking plastic craft beads? (laughs) They were so- Hold on. I think they like discontinued them because kids kept eating them. Oh my goodness. Like me. But anyway, so it's a very fond memory I have of it. So they were sitting on Grammy's side table in the guest room where you guys sleep uh-huh. when she hit that side table there with the lamp. Yes. So so basically she um I like picked it up because it was in like this hexagon thing, like looking shape. And and it looked like it looked like it would be tasty if I would lick it. So I licked it and then it tasted like terrible. And I thought that I was actually going to pass out because it tasted so bad. It tasted like I dumped gasoline in my mouth. It was not good. It was really bad and it hurt my throat terribly. Well, that seems like a bad idea, doesn't it? But I can't find, like, what they're called because they discontinued it. (laughs) Liz. What? You know what we have to discontinue? What? Uh, This conversation because it's time to get to the bliss point, Alyssa. What? What do you think about Golden Grams? Huh. They're good. They're actually pretty good. Really good. Yeah, I think so, too. Really, really good. Like I said, contemporarily, my favorite cereal. A plus. A plus. Wow. Yeah, Liz. Hmm. I'm torn. 
Because I think Golden Grahams are so perfect in their execution of what they're trying to do that they deserve to be at least an A+. But is there enough there? Are they too simple to get an S-tier ranking list? Yeah. Huh. I mean, yeah, they might be. I'll say also A+. A+, for Golden Grahams from me. A+, for Golden Grahams from you. Alyssa. What? What do you think? Is that enough to get the job done against Cocoa Puffs Minis? What do you like better? I? I'm going with the... The Grams. I'm going with the Golden Grams too. Oh, I'm so happy the heel champion falls finally. The young, fiery upstart babyface does it. Liz, uh, this seems to me to be preordained because I put Golden Grams at the conclusion of Snack to School the Cereal Bowl on purpose because I knew that I loved them and I knew that you would too. And that means, Alyssa, your winner and new reigning defending undisputed champion of snacks it's golden grams it's golden grams it's, that was fun to say i like sometimes how the uh, professional wrestling announcers will embellish certain names like uh tony chimmel for example would always introduce edge as the rated r superstar yeah, that was pretty good. And Samantha Irvin right now is really good at uh, introducing Daring General Gunther. And she says Ludwig Kaiser, his, uh, his little crony, like Ludwig Kaiser. That's pretty good too, huh? You're yeah. still looking for these I can't find little it. beads that you should not have been eating but were. Wait. Well, Liz. What? While you're doing that, uh, I have something for you here. Really? Yeah, we have, Alyssa, an invocation of the Oreo rule. The Oreo rule. Yeah, because Alyssa, red velvet Oreos are back. They're back. They're back. And in fact, it even says that on the packaging. It's back. Red velvet limited edition. We picked these up at Target last night, me and your brother. Red velvet cookies with cream cheese frosting. These are uh, described by Oreo as two red velvet flavored cookie wafers with cream cheese frosting. They debuted list in 2015 and have been discontinued since 2020. I recall these being really good. Really? Yeah, I think your well, mom. I've never tried them. Uh, your mom. Your mom liked them too. Do you know what red velvet is, Liz? Um, a cake. Yeah, it is. It's a cake. It's usually like described as a chocolate cake, but it's mostly vanilla flavored uh, and also has some cocoa powder in it and then usually some buttermilk and vinegar for tang. And it's usually topped with cream cheese frosting, which is my favorite frosting. Uh, and the red color list just comes from red food coloring. So what do you think? You ready to try some red velvet Oreos? Yeah. Limited edition. They're back. It's back. Okay. I can't find them. This is going to kill me. So, I'm going <laughs> to have to ask kill mom. You. So, Liz, She'll know. take a look. Uh, these are look to be double stuffed variety. They are... They smell like absolutely nothing. See, now I, I smell the tang of the cream cheese frosting. Try to smell the whole box here. Did you oh. get anything? Yeah, right? It, wait. Very odorific. The cookies are slightly reddish. Would you say reddish brown? Yeah. Like... Uh, like Darker than brick, but not quite the black that they usually are. Yeah. So on the twist, let's try the wafer. I accidentally broke it, so we're going to broken twist it. The wafer is good, obviously. It is a softer chocolate flavorless. The plain Oreo wafer is that sort of like deep, dark cocoa flavor. Yeah. This is like half and half, like if you did a black and white milkshake version of, a, of an Oreo cookie. So that's good. Let's try the cream now. Hmm. Oh my god. Nice job. The cream is interesting because because it has that tang to it. It has sort of like that cream cheese bite, 
the smoothness, the creaminess, obviously, but then that that little bit of like a sourness that you get from a, a cream cheese. And I don't mean sourness like a, you know, like a Sour Patch Kid or anything like that. Just a little bit of tanginess. It does taste slightly artificial in that way. It's a little bit off, but uh, you know, overall, these are really good. I like them a lot. Yeah. You're going to have another one. Liz, I mean, if we're really invoking the Oreo rule, we should give this a rating, right? Uh, what do you think for red velvet Oreos? Uh, As a point of comparison, do you think these are better or worse than the Smorios that we had this year? Worse. Also from 2015. Worse, huh? You like Smorios better? Uh-huh. I think I probably do too. I would say these are uh, these are a solid B plus, red velvet. Yeah. I think that the cream cheese frosting is an upgrade over the plain standard sugar frosting, or cream in the middle rather, but I don't know that the red velvet cookie wait, is here. as we'll good. Do, we'll do the... Wait. You have you are putting the Oreo cookie on your forehead and you're trying to squinch it down into your mouth by raising and lowering your eyebrows. Aren't isn't your face getting covered with crumbs right now? This is insane. What are you doing? I mean, you're almost there. You oh nope, two oh. fails. Last try. Oh, there it is. There it. Is. No, <laughs> no, it's down. It's on the ground. List. Uh, B plus from me. What do you think for red velvet Oreos? A minus. A minus. Very good score. Yeah, I think uh, we're right in the ballpark there. So, Liz, we have invoked the Oreo rule. Now, we have to ask ourselves a very important question. Will it deep fry? Will it deep fry? Can you deep fry this week's snack? And Alyssa... Yeah. Yeah, surprisingly enough, plenty of recipes online for using Golden Grahams in deep fried applications. There is uh, Golden Grahams fried ice cream, obviously. This one, Liz, sounds really good. Golden Grahams fried chicken drizzled with hot honey. Maybe. I think that would probably be be pretty snazzy. Uh, French toast, Alyssa. Golden Graham's French toast. Yeah. Gilding the lily right there, hat on a hat. Unga pachka, as uh, the doughboys say. So, Liz, uh, here's another question I want to ask this week, because this is cereal. Liz, will it party mix? Yes. So we asked, will it deep fry? Will it party mix? Yeah, this is not an official category, of course, but I could not resist because, Alyssa, one of our favorite websites, Dinosaur Dracula, Unearthed a recipe from a 1978 issue of Family Circle magazine for, get this, Golden Nut Crunch, Alyssa. <laughs> golden Nut Crunch, which is a holiday-inspired party mix that is made with Golden Graham cereal and lists. Uh, it is bonkers. So it starts out pretty standard. You've got Golden Graham cereal, and then you have like mixed nuts or dry roasted peanuts. And so from there, I was thinking this is going to be like a standard sweet and salty mix, right? Yeah. Right. But then it goes like straight into left field and it adds melted butter, Parmesan cheese, Alyssa, garlic powder, oregano, and get this, celery salt. So right, sweet and salt to salt. Yeah. Sweet and salty to like all salt and umami. And Liz, uh, this sounds insane to me, but Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. Wait, what is umami? Umami is like uh, a, a flavor of like meatiness or savoriness. So if you someone- think of like steak- uh, is umami flavored parmesan cheese is umami flavor uh soy sauce umami mushrooms umami because at the ice cream factory uh-huh. we got like these zodiac cards zodiac cards and it had on my libra one it said favorite flavor umami yeah yeah sure so like sweet salty sour bitter umami yeah i don't know why your zodiac card would tell you that as a libra you like umami but i think uh Sure, why not? As long as we're making stuff up, right? Yeah. So, Liz, like I was saying, Matt from Dinosaur Dracula actually made this. And guess what, Liz? He said it was amazing. Yeah. And I think you think it's amazing, too, because your stomach is rumbling. Liz, 
What? While we're thinking about that stuff, I have yet another question to ask. What? Because it's snack to school, the cereal bowl. Will it bar, Alyssa? Yeah. Yeah, guess what? What? Uh, not only yes, a resounding yes. Probably, possibly the best of the bunch here. Uh, you can make, of course, s'mores style cereal bars with golden grams because golden grams are already graham crackers. And if you're going to be adding butter and marshmallows to them, you might as well throw in some chocolate as well. Yeah. Listen, I have made these myself. I love them. Really? Guess what? What? You've got a chance to love them too because I have one right here. You can buy off the shelf Golden Grahams cereal bars s'mores style. I hate bars. I think you're going to like this one because it tastes like a s'more, but like with that crunchy Golden Grahams graham cracker instead of like the standard crumbly graham cracker. This one has, uh, we're looking at it right now. It's got crushed up pieces of Golden Grahams. You can see the marshmallow cream throughout. There are chocolate chips studding it, and then like a coating of milk chocolate on the bottom, which is a nice addition. You took a bite already. What do you think? This is what I don't like. I don't like Rice Krispies that much. So it like has a weird flavor, and I don't like it that much. I will say, these do have a bit of a prepackaged flavor to them, especially because they have to use a butter substitute, usually an oil to keep everything together and to melt that marshmallow. In a real bar, you're going to be melting your own marshmallow with actual butter. So you have sort of like a fresher, cleaner, buttery taste. These have a little bit of that prepackaged chemical flavor. I still think they're very good. I had one for breakfast last week, actually. Well, you can have that too. Well, Liz, it's one of those things where I think you can probably make it better yourself than the one that you can buy. Yeah. Which is sort of a contrast to lots of the things that we try here on the show because I couldn't make better Golden Grams myself than I can buy. I couldn't make a better Oreo than we can buy. But Liz... Speaking of which, it's time to check out the back of the box, a weekly segment where we play a little game. Yeah. Liz, would you like... Come on. <laughs> Let me say the thing. Would you like to play a yeah. game? Okay. Liz, we were waiting for this one because we were excited for it. This week's segment is Hey Look Ma, We Made It. On Hey Look Ma, We Made It, we make a treat and then we feed it to your mom. Your mom. To see what she thinks. And Liz... Said Hey Look Ma, We Made It. Thank you. I was waiting for you to do that. I could not let that crazy golden nut crunch thing go. When I saw that recipe on Dinosaur Dracula... I had to do it. So, Liz, I made some Golden Nut Crunch from 1978 from Family Circle Magazine. And mom said it was pretty bus. Yeah, I have it right here. Uh, mom tried it and she said, oh, yeah, this is actually good after she gave us like this disgusting face and smelled it. Now, to be fair, it doesn't look great. It looks like Golden Grahams with some like dark peanuts inside because we melted butter, cooked the peanuts in the melted butter with all the flavorings and then tossed it together with the Golden Grahams. But, I mean, it's yeah, it is fine. It's not as good as I wanted it to be. I wanted a little bit more of the Parmesan kick to it. But it's like a sweet and salty nut combination. It's not bad by any means. I would happily sit around and munch on this during like, uh, you know, a Thanksgiving Day football game. I would eat this during... Um, watching a Christmas parade? Watching Harry Potter. Watching Harry Potter. Good application. It's kind of interesting. The sweetness of the Golden Grams is tempered a little bit by the savoriness of the cheese and the peanuts. And then that celery salt it's in there. It's growing on me now. Yeah, it is. It's pretty good for mindless munching. The celery salt in there is interesting because it's not a flavor that you get a lot, right? Yeah, it's not bad. Your mom was right. She liked it. Your mom. And you know what I like, Alyssa? This show, but more specifically, ending it. The end of this show. 
Uh, this podcast should reach you in excellent condition. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. If you've got a question for us, you can write to the address on the label. It's junkfeudpod at gmail.com. Any final thoughts, Alyssa? This is so good. We tried a lot of stuff today, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, we did. We had snack mix. We had Golden Grahams bars. We had Red Velvet Oreos. We had a new reigning defending undisputed champion of snacks, Golden Grahams, which uh, gets a little bit of a reprieve, actually, Liz, because for the next four weeks, it's spooky season. Yay! Junk Bood returns. We're... Later, we might go to Home Goods and I get to decorate my room. Oh boy, what an exciting night. Uh, Liz. What? <laughs> this podcast has contained your recommended daily allowance of fun. Uh, For more, go to X Instagram threads or wherever you choose to be social. Find us at Junk Feud Pod. You can watch fun sized reviews on YouTube, buy our merch on Tee Public, and don't forget to catch all the snacking each and every week wherever you listen to podcasts. Until we see you again for Alyssa, I'm Mike. Hasta lasagna. Don't get any on ya. Bye. <laughs>